The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. States across the country maintain prescription drug monitoring programs, which contain data about prescriptions for controlled substances and support states' efforts to combat prescription drug abuse. In light of the opioid crisis and the increasing number of deaths across the country from opioid, opioid abuse, states are struggling with the question of how much accent, access law enforcement officials should have to these databases. New Jersey is currently considering a bill that would allow police and prose- prosecutors to access its database without a court order, but Governor Chris Christie opposes the bill. Here to talk with us about it and the issue more generally is uh, Robert Mintz, a partner at, um, at McCarter and English. Bob, can you describe for us what is in these databases and why states have them? Uh, sure, Michael. Um, the information uh, that are in these databases is really uh, quite extensive. It would, uh, it require, it, it contains information on every prescription for a controlled substance that is dispensed by pharmacies in the state. So that can include everything from highly addictive prescription opioids, such as Vicodin and OxyContin, to stimulants, such as Adderall. It it includes anti-anxiety drugs, uh, also common painkillers, and cough suppressants uh, with codeine. These are things that are all subject to becoming uh, addictive narcotics, but at the same time, as you can see, it it covers a very broad spectrum of potential health issues. Bob, we've often talked about court cases getting warrants for cell phones. Here it is the most personal of a person's records, their medical records, and for things they might not want people to know. Why not have to get a warrant for this? Well, that's a good point, and you find that even state medical boards and um, medical societies, uh, surprisingly, are coming down on the side of privacy advocates because there is some concern that if individuals know that prescription drugs that they may be taking for all the host of issues that, that I just mentioned, if that information is going to be readily available to law enforcement without even a judge taking a look at it and determining whether there's probable cause, that that may drive those individuals underground and away from the medical care that they need. So surprisingly, it's the doctors themselves who are objecting to this and who are saying that we want to make sure that the relationship between doc- between patients and, and doctors uh, is, is not in any way tampered with, and we don't want to take patients and drive them away from dealing with doctors who are in the best position to help these individuals with their addictions. Well, on the other side, there are legislators and prosecutors who think that the police and prosecutors should be able to get access to this information very readily. What's the argument from them? 
Well, the argument from them is that there is an epidemic out there. There's no question about that. Deaths from opioid drugs topped 30,000 in 2015, which was nearly double the rate from a decade ago. And it's very easy in many states for individuals to go doctor shopping. In other words, walk down the street and get the same prescription from multiple physicians. And the physician who may be the third in line will prescribe an opioid, having no knowledge that two other doctors have pre previously prescribed the same drugs, and the person then can get triple the dose that, they're, that they ought to be actually taking. Bob, in California, the Supreme Court's, the state Supreme Court ruled recently that the state medical board can dig through those prescription drug records without a warrant or a subpoena. What's the weighing process to be used to determine whether or not a subpoena or a warrant is required? Well, I think it depends, June, to some extent on who's gaining access. In some states, the medical board can have that access. In Missouri, for example, there's a new state law uh, or an executive order, I should say, that gives the State Department of Health the information. Um, but this, is, this law in New Jersey is taking it one step further, saying that law enforcement can it itself gather this information without a warrant. And that is what has some privacy advocates concerned. Bob, in about, in about a minute we have left, the New York Times reporting today about prosecutors charging drug dealers who are selling opioids with the death of people who have used them. What's the theory there that prosecutors would follow? Well, there's two things going on here. There is a concern about individuals who are addicted, and that's what these uh, databases are designed to protect. But there's also situations where doctors and pharmacists are actively supplying uh, people, and these prosecutions are unique because they are actually going after doctors who are knowingly providing painkillers to people who they know to be addicts, and prosecutors are trying to tie them in in a criminal case and saying that they're criminally responsible for these deaths. Well, our thanks to Bob Mintz, a partner at McCarter & English, for being here to talk about the balance between uh, privacy and law enforcement need to know about prescription drug abuse. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.